0: hey guys welcome to the channel we're here with mike render tonight and um if you guys are uh we're gonna uh just uh let the video fill up here and the chat fill up we've got aaron uh he's just wrapping up a live right now and all the people that are on his live are gonna get re- rerouted right over to our live oh and um hey mike hey mark very exciting day here. Let me move my camera a little.
1: Oh, Oops. exciting day in the Blown for Good universe.
0: Oh my goodness, there. That's uh, sort
1: of like the Marvel universe, I think.
0: I don't know about that. I wish, but uh, <laughs> yeah, no, it's been busy. I since I I um for everyone that uh, is just getting here from Aaron's live, I saw that he just ended it. So hopefully you guys are just showing up here, but um. For all of you who weren't on Aaron's Live, uh, last night we did a video and Scientology is actively targeting my business clients and sending them an email. It's the exact same email that they're sending to every single one of my clients. And it's a form email from the Stand League, the Scientologists Against Discrimination. And it has a picture of me from 2005, f- about four months after I left Scientology, passed out on Hollywood Boulevard, and um, and they're sending this letter to all my clients saying that because I got drunk 18 years ago, uh, they should not be associated with me or my company. <laughs> and um, yeah, so this kind of. This was a kind of a shock to me, Mike, because they've never done this before. Um, Since I started posting stuff on the Internet, I guess uh, 2000, late 2005, 2006, Mm. um, they've been harassing me personally and harassing Claire. And they have hate websites and they have their Twitter people that same people who get all over Mike. Um, But they've never, ever touched my business stuff for some reason.
1: the, pro- the problem, Mark, is that they've been off policy.
0: Oh, they, they were supposed not, to do that they from the have beginning? They've not
1: been following what L. Run Hubbard says you must do with someone like you. And really? they probably got their asses handed to them uh, by Mr. Mickiewicz after, you know, you've been doing the shoops and then he got served and Claire started doing videos. And Aaron's got 140,000 subscribers, and I started doing, I uh, got on YouTube. Like things all came to a big, big volcanic explosion. And I would say that one of the things that Miscavige probably went Borneo about was that they are not following what Ron said to do or in that case the commodore says that you are supposed to do and you know i looked at this letter and i have a few things that i want to say about the letter yeah um because that letter is a very familiar letter Uh, leah and i are very familiar with this letter this letter uh, basically the same letter has been sent all over the place uh, when we were doing the aftermath show, then when we were doing our the first version of the podcast, then the second version of the podcast, like we we've had this happening constantly and repeatedly, and the reason for it is that Hubbard makes very clear in a document that is entitled "Counter Attack Tactics." Oh, I've, I I've thought I, I that you said want that me to, to put it out. Of- Yep, I do. Okay, good. Here we go. You can send you can just put it up to the to the highlighted section. I don't know, even though if you can see what I had highlighted when I sent to you. Well, let me just go to, to
0: that. that. So that's called counter attack tactics.
1: Yes. And,
0: and, and um, this
1: is the primary policy of L. Ron Hubbard that OC uses to deal with what a, what are deemed to be attackers. Okay. And attackers is anybody like you and me, or or a journalist? Uh, you know, Tracy McManus is an attacker. They have sought to go after her and get try and get her fired. Anderson Cooper was an attacker, and all sorts of different people. Alex different Gibney, places. Lawrence Alex Wright, Gibney. but it's Wright, not even then. not even just the media. If there's government officials who are anti scientology like you know our friend Ursula in Germany. The big effort is in going after her is to cost her her job, or in this instance, cost you your job. And this is what Hubbard says counterattack to obtain the removal of the person with a product of dismissed attacker. And a dismissed attacker is actually the product of the Intelligence Bureau of the Office of Special Affairs.
0: Like, that's their stat.
1: That is their stat. Dismissed attackers.
0: Stat is statistic. In Scientology, everybody has a statistic.
1: Okay. Wow. Survey to find what the person considers valuable and use it for restraint. Oh, wait. I'm on the wrong... Am I on the right
0: page? I can't
1: even No, read you're on that the right only. page. Oh, okay, right page. Good, good, good. That's the second, so,
0: that's the second highlighted item right, and then right. down further some more. And
1: then down further, uh he says when identified or even suspected as the instigator, draw up a project which includes at least
0: 3 channels to cost him his job. This is L. Ron Hubbard policy. This is Scientology policy for the spy wing of Scientology, the Office of Special Affairs. We didn't create this document. This document, what is it from, Mike? It's like it's from, a
1: guardian order. It's from 1972.
0: 19, this was written before I was even born.
1: <laughs> right. And, and, and then it says, draw up a second project at once to survey and discover." what the person really is defending and threaten it effectively. This is the policy of L. Ron Hubbard on how to deal with Mark Headley. And the idea is to cost you your job. And, uh, you know, Scientology knows that, that you make a living uh, outside of doing videos and, and stuff. And so they are after. (laughs) Oh no.
0: It's Emmy. You know, Mike has a dog named Emmy, and he got it before he actually got his Emmy, which is kind of <laughs> crazy if you think about it. Um, I just want to say one thing while Mike's dealing with his dog. Um, I just have to get her out. Yeah, it's okay. Um, when I first started working um, outside of Scientology, I was working for a company. And that company... Um, was just a, It was just a production company that I was working for in Los Angeles that made movies. Uh, we actually made movies of the week and television, episodic television for like the Hallmark Channel and cable TV and stuff like that. But uh, they ended up shutting down the department. They moved the department that I worked into. They moved it overseas. And... That is right about when I started, that was the end of 2005, the beginning of 2006. That's right when I decided, you know what, I'm going uh, to start uh, exposing Scientology. And the very first thing that I identified was that I probably can't work at a regular company anymore because they're just going to attack and they're going to threaten the owners of that company <clears throat> and do all this other stuff. And then I'll end up getting fired or whatever. So I decided to start my own company. And that's what I've done since um, about a year after escaping from Scientology. So all this time, I sort of thought I was off limits because who are they going to do? They're going to they're tell a bunch of lies about me to me, <laughs> and then I'm going to fire myself. So this whole time, I've been just doing my thing. And the Scientology thing is just a side hustle that I, you know, I do after dinner. And uh, so this was sort of uh, like, oh, boy, we are really whatever we're doing, we're doing it right because they're they're coming out of the woodwork like crazy. So so go ahead, Mike, you were saying.
1: Right. Uh, yeah. Excuse me for the uh, Emmy interruption.
0: It's OK. It's a good for us. A good chance for us to find out what your dog's name was.
1: Exactly. <laughs> uh, Nick, one, one of these times I'll show her on a video. Oh, yeah. You've She's shown so Bella. Cute. So you know, she's lurking around in the back back of Claire's office. So you know, yeah, I'll get I'll bring Emmy in, but nice. she she yaps as you know. Yes,
0: she's very excited about the project.
1: <laughs> exactly. Okay. Okay. So more seriously, the yeah. reason I wanted to talk to you tonight was because I have some perspective on these things, yeah. and I have another perspective that you probably are unaware of, and and I thought that it was worth mentioning. But yeah. before we get to that, I want to just take another issue of L. Ron Hubbard, another Guardian order, uh, which is another confidential order called Intelligence Principles.
0: Okay. And in this one, what this is from 1972, too. It looks like it's even might even be the same date or really close.
1: Yeah. The the other one is um, 28 March, and this is 28 March. So yeah. these go hand in hand. Okay. And this one takes a little more explanation. Um, and, you know, you can find these, these issues on my blog. And I have a pretty lengthy uh, posting that I did at one time called the, uh, Dealing with the Critics of Scientology, the L. Ron Hubbard Playbook, which lays out all these things of what the policies of L. Ron Hubbard are that Scientology follows to deal with people they don't like. Okay. But this one says basically, look, what you've got to do is you've you know you find these hate buttons or the but what he's see- person is seeking to protect, you find uh, what the what might get him fired from his job, and then you stage things ah. that get that objective accomplished, and he ah. gives examples in here. I mean, he says any intelligence man worth his salt could have staged the same thing after he lays out this scenario. Here's what happened in the circumstance. And he says a good intelligence man could have staged the same thing. And then he says, so you see where we are trending? Like you see what, where this is heading. This is, and then he gives two examples of how you go about doing this. And he (coughs) uses, excuse me, uses these very weird names, but he says, example, Gosh Porge is located as an antagonistic source in the Bureau of Mines, Study Bureau of Mines. They frown on corrupt and bankrupt employees. And I know in the earlier video, Mark was talking about hate, things that you hate and things that you love. The hate part of the intelligence operation is to associate the person with things that his bosses or people who may have some control over him hate. Ah, The, the love or important is to find the things that will be threats to you. Okay. What is it that you love or is important to you? Yeah. So, Study the Bureau of Mines, they frown on corrupt and bankrupt employees. It is carefully worked out by survey. So that's the hate buttons for the Bureau of Mines. Gosh Porge receives a check for 250 pounds from the Aluminium Company of America at his office for tip-off and patents sent. And, quote, his wife, unquote, runs up fur coat bills at Harrods Who sue and quote a man in Soho unquote wants his eighteen hundred pounds gambling debt and a quote a mistress unquote calls his boss and demands the return of her diamonds, Gosh borrowed and as it keeps up, even Gosh's even Gosh Porges best
0: denials won't prevent his being sacked. So they basically just do a bunch of these things that are fake. Exactly. And they send it to the company so but the company thinks oh he's giving patents and he's giving they this get, to They
1: get someone to call up and say I'm his mistress. Yeah. Or someone to call up and say uh he owes me 1800 pounds or whatever. This yeah. and this is what happened. This is not theoretical. This yeah. is like the mayor of Clearwater being set up with a staged hit-and-run accident or documents being planted in the files that say he was bigamously married. These things actually happened, and the documents of what they were and how they went about doing that or framing Paulette Cooper with a piece of paper that had her thumbprint on it that they then typed a death threat to Henry Kissinger on in her name those things were done. Wow. And it's pursuant to this what L. Run Hubbard says. He gives another example. He says, without consulting legal bureau, Bish Smish, who's That's now another Gosh fake name, <laughs> Gosh Borge and Bish Smish, is suing the CFS for truckloads. Survey his attorneys covertly. One finds they detest, quote, people from the city, unquote. Very prejudiced against money clauses. So, city blokes start appearing on their lines for Bish Smish. Will he win the suit? Broker wants to know, can Bish Smish cover his margins? City bowler hat beats up lawyer with an umbrella because Bish Smish said he was going to get the lawyer to sue him over the blocks of stock. Bish Smish swindled. Keep it up. Soon. He won't have any lawyer.
0: Wow. This... So again, it's just all fake, just stage all these things. And so, wow. So this, this... is, and this is, to even though this was written in 1972, this is uh, written in stone for osa it's like Absolutely. it's like hubbard wrote down this afternoon and said to do this it doesn't matter that it's from 1972 and reads like complete gibberish <laughs>
1: yeah well it doesn't read like complete gibberish if you know what it is that he is saying and have seen the documents about how this is being implemented yeah and you will see even in some of the documents that have been posted like the one, uh, the the handling program for Chuck Beatty.
0: Yes. Where it
1: says, you know, uh, and, and it's always written euphemistically yes. now. And it says, well, uh, find out whether he may be receiving porn magazines at his, at his ho- house. Yeah. Well, of course, someone subscribed to porn magazines yeah. and had them sent to his house. And then make sure that his friend notices the porn magazine you know it's like yeah. that sort of stuff
0: that's the staging part
1: that's the staging part and i find it really incredible in this letter um that these people I, I, look i'm going to i'm going to tell you something about this letter this letter probably is there isn't probably much you can do about the letter just having your photo because you put that photo on Facebook. But yeah, there is. At the there, end. There is something or some things in here that they say where they say that you have a record of embezzlement, bigotry, and violent abuse of women. Those things are just lies. Yeah. Like, there's- <laughs> out and out lies. <laughs> like, gosh, Podge has a mistress, blah, blah. That stuff is bullshit. Yeah yeah that stuff is potentially actionable. yeah and I you know you don't know this mark and and probably the world doesn't know this, but the the idea that Scientology is sort of um bulletproof when it comes to litigation is is an idea from ten years ago, yeah. Nowadays, I am constantly contacted by big, I mean big law firms that are smelling blood in the water with Scientology and seeing that they have a large, large
0: uh, amount of cash available. Yeah. They can they, write checks if they need to. If they, they need to make things disappear, they can write some checks. They are and, the proverbial deep pockets. And lawyers are big fans of checks.
1: Yes, and <laughs> and while Scientology has, um, you know, a lot of money to spend on lawyers, when it comes to the big, the really big, PI law, personal injury lawyers, yeah, there are some huge firms out there with way more resources than Scientology has. Yeah, and when you start seeing rulings like. Okay, Mr. Mickiewicz got served. Yeah, and uh, okay, the Masterson civil case victims are not going to be forced to go through quote Scientology arbitration. This gets these guys like a little, yeah. a little they, wet well, in their
0: jeans. This is chum. This is this, chum in the water. <laughs> this
1: is chum in the water. And you stop. And you put. Now you've made this public. And they're going to look at this, and they're going to go. Oh, okay. This is a perfect case of tortious interference with business relations, and that is a, a very, very well recognized tort that yeah. is a civil a civil wrong. And um, false information contained in such a thing it has a, a whole other part to it. And I'm not going to go into what all the legal ins and outs of this are. I am not a lawyer. I just pretend to be one.
0: You just play one on TV.
1: I sound like one, (laughs) (laughs) but I can tell you that this, this letter is like probably a bit of a mistake because they have exposed themselves to liability and I am not so sure that the individuals who signed this letter have not exposed themselves to some pretty serious liability because they are all signing on with the explicit purpose of costing you your job with lies.
0: Yeah. And that's a lot of people like if one of those. So that was, that was what I was going to ask you. So when I look at the letter, it's from stand. So stand likely doesn't even exist besides on this letter. Like there's no, uh, corporate structure or it's, it's just a letter. It's just a, it's a, it's an idea. It's a these name. people. It's a name. It doesn't, it doesn't have it, it, a bank account. Like, it doesn't like, have, it. uh, a website that is, uh, there is, there's no board. It's just a part of Scientology that they just made up one day and, and listed 50 people at the bottom of the document.
1: Right, and and uh, they are just a part of the Church of Scientology International. And as everybody who's ever been in Scientology knows, all the money flows upwards, and it's a CSI has shit tons of money. Yeah. So that is a that is a big liability. Now, is it worth pursuing that? Hmm, I don't know. If you had a big PI. Uh, personal injury law firm that was willing to go after them for this, it may be uh, a really, really <laughs> problematic lawsuit for these guys. And for the individuals, it could be seriously problematic.
0: Yeah, because like it's likely that they don't have. And also Scientology but, may or may not come to their defense well, if they're hanging out to dry.
1: But but the... But, the bigger issue, Mark, is Scientology probably would come to their defense. Uh, they would just go hire a bunch of lawyers. But those people are not professional witnesses. They are not the schooled witnesses like Warren McShane and Lynn Fani and Sarah Heller, the people that file all the declarations and go into depositions and know how to lie. People like this don't know how to lie. They know how to tell the truth often, and they often will, and you get a whole bunch of them like this and start asking them, okay, so how did this letter come about? What were you told? What do you know about Mark Headley? Are you aware, that have you ever heard that Mark Headley actually embezzled? What money did you think that Mark Headley embezzled? Who is it that he was uh, having a bigamous, whatever, the bigotry and violent abuse of women? What, what, What evidence do you have of that? And that this would be a real problem. And I know that you mentioned to me earlier, you know, I didn't even recognize these names.
0: Oh, I do now. Oh, I do now. I went through the, well, because when I showed the document, I had a redacted part of it and it made all the signatures black. So I couldn't really read the names, but then I saw John Allender. I'm going to, you know what? Let me put it up real quick. Um, And also, I don't know if this matters, But that photo, they've actually Photoshopped because here you can see what I actually wrote. I did write the very first part of what they included, but then... There's all this other stuff, which is about the blackmail. They didn't put that in the photo because I said the whole reason I was <laughs> posting this photo is because somebody was trying to blackmail me with it back in 2012. Well, they photoshopped all that text out. So um, which I thought was pretty uh, I thought that was uh, a nice little touch to take out the whole reason I posted the photo so that they could use the photo for that purpose. Yeah. Um but yeah, so here these are the signatures that were all at the bottom of this uh, of this document. And if you and guys, I
1: got to tell you something about John Alder that is so funny, Mike. Go Look, ahead. I am preparing a bunch of of videos for my YouTube channel,
0: a and, mi- and he's doing, in them.
1: <laughs> I'm going to go. I'm going through all the old videos that I have of PIs. PIs following us. Private PIs investigators, friends, private not
0: investigators. personal injury attorneys. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sorry.
1: Private investigators following me, and many of them, I'm with Marty Rathbun, and, you know, there's Dave LeBeau there, and two of the three that I looked at just before we started this yeah. have John there in them with Dave LeBeau.
0: Nice. Father, he's a, according to uh, the letter, he's a father and a builder, not a Private investigator that harasses ex-members,
1: or, or a squirrel buster <laughs> who showed up at Marty Rathman's house, banging on the door, threatening his wife.
0: Yeah, so he's not a good person to have on the letter. Just, just as, just as a, uh, just as a bad idea. Don't put yep. him on the letter. Yep. Okay, next person. And oh, by the way, um, the reason I'm showing these is because uh, I do plan. Uh, We have contacted uh, some attorneys, um, some very, very good and some very, very expensive attorneys, and I plan to send a letter to all of these people, but I don't know where these people are. So I'm going to we're going to crowdsource this, baby. Um, If there's anybody watching or there's anybody watching that knows anybody who's got like a skip trace program or has got one of those people search dealy whatsy hoosies or is a private investigator themselves. If you can help us track these people down and you can email me their contact info, um, that would be amazing. And that's sort of why I want to. And also these guys wrote a letter to I want to say maybe 40 to 50 of my um of some of my best clients so we're going to send them a letter cuz I sent the, all these people a letter so John John Allender in San Jose father builder and also a scientologist they're all Scientologists. Just, oh yeah! They, uh, spoiler these alert. These are
1: all OSA. <laughs> these are all hand-selected OSA people. Yeah. You will see a bunch of them are people that write on the stand blog. Yes. The, whatever. Keep going. Let's let's get through this.
0: Okay. So that's John Allender. We've got Ingrid Rogers, and I know who she is. She's an actress in the Los Angeles area, and I want to say um, we might have used her at Gold or in some video gold videos or something but either way she's an uh, actress in la
1: and a champion of
0: truth oh and a champion of truth yes i didn't even know that that was such you, a you thing you forgot that um peter alamis from chicago he's a business executive and he's a freedom fighter yep um i don't think like the contra iran contra uh freedom fighters i think he's a different kind of freedom fighter i'm just going on a limb and saying that um david Aiden, or Aden, Clearwater, Florida. Aiden. Aiden. He's a technologist and a writer and a father and a grandfather. He should, he should just write, a, and a male, because the father, grandfather. Okay. And then we got Stephen Eccleberry. Now, I yep. 100% have heard of this dude. He's all over the place in Scientology.
1: Right. And he and his brother are formerly Sea Org members.
0: Yes. And he is a filmmaker in Clearwater. And then yeah, we've got.
1: Yeah, you've seen some of his f- most famous works all over the place.
0: Yeah, all the time. He, he, he's, he's all over IMDb. Um, <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> Carol Tho- Thoburn from McMinnville, Oregon. Educator, mother, most likely some relation to Delphi in yes, Oregon. I was
1: just going to say McMinnville, Oregon. Yeah. Probably a teacher at Delphi.
0: Yeah. Okay. Then we've got James Lowell. He's also a writer, a journalist, and a First Amendment advocate, and Except a husband, you. and a father. Well, yeah, my First Amendment, does, I'm a ex-Scientologist. I'm a suppressive person, so I no longer have a First Amendment. Um, and we've got Roger Clark from Sunland. He's just a contractor. That's all.
1: He's one of the main people that writes on The Stand blog.
0: Yeah, he's got a lot of time on his hands, this yep. Roger Clark. Yep, from Sunland, California, and then we've got Jenny Good, not to yes. be uh, confused with Bad Jenny, and she is a copywriter and a marketing executive, a mom. Oh, she's also a friend and she's a neighbor, an executive, and a neighbor,
1: and a human being.
0: Oh, and she's also a human <laughs> being. Does that mean all the other ones are <laughs> not? I'm not sure how that works, but I love uh, how I love how Jenny. Doesn't seem to have enough uh, taglines in her signature, so she, they just start throwing things at the wall. What she's, about
1: she's been around in Osa, on Osa lines forever. Really, her and her husband, and I think it's her her mother is Joava, or her daughter is Joava, and they they've been they do Osa projects always.
0: Okay, and then we've got Bernard Percy. Um he is a educator, author and parenting consultant. He's also a motivational speaker.
1: And you should know him from Applied Scholastics days, Mark. He is one of the the mainstays of the Applied Scholastics world.
0: Oh, you're right. Okay. And that's probably what he's he's um consulting he writes, them.
1: He writes really nicely too.
0: Awesome. And we've got Eva Mahoney from Baldwinsville, New York. And she's an entrepreneur, a writer, a songwriter, a human rights advocate, a mother and a grandmother. Wow.
1: So I don't know. what. How does she uh, have
0: time to write my clients a letter (laughs) with all that? Um, This is Dean Glossop from Valencia, California. And he's a businessman. Oh, and he's a pilot. And he's an ordained minister. And, and a, a community a, activist. Community activist, okay. And Good.
1: he and his wife, um, somebody glossop up, I can't remember her name, are like uh, the Valley Org OT Committee hangers on
0: whatever. Yeah. They're, 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 they're the ones that are trying to raise money for whatever Scientology is trying to do in the Valley.
1: Right. Or, or to sleaze in with the uh, LA County Sheriff's Office or the LAPD.
0: Okay. And then we've got Lori Bartleson in Clearwater, Florida. She's an attorney, mom, grandma, writer, consultant, and a project manager. And she's also the mother, I want to say the mother of, of Lindsay. Lindsay Bartelson, which was on a TV show, I think it was called it was called Grounded for Life, I think. It was a Dis excuse me, a Disney show.
1: Yeah. Uh, she was also formerly an in-house lawyer in the Office of Spe- Special Affairs International, but couldn't quite hack it.
0: Wow. OK. Um, Spencer Caden from Denton, Texas, a forensic specialist, an engineer, musician and photographer. Wow. OK, <laughs> there you go um griselda stein from nashville and she's an office manager mother and community volunteer and then we've got leland thoborn oh that's the uh the other half of the other one exactly from oregon the business consultant writer that uh is very likely uh related to the uh the other one that was in uh maybe an educator at Delphi in Delphi, right. Oregon, a Scientology yep. um school. And then we've got Harriet Shock uh, from LA, California, songwriter, singer, actor, wife, and also a human rights advocate.
1: She is uh one of the C List celebrities at Celebrity Center. Um, and that's C List in the Scientology world of C-List. In in the real world, she's Not even a celebrity, but yeah, she's one of the low level celebrities that hangs around at Celebrity Center in LA.
0: Okay. And then we've got Mary Elizabeth Glossop. And didn't we cover
1: husband? Yeah, Yeah. husband Dean Glossop was
0: on before. So there's a lot of husband and wife uh, teams on here. Yep. She's a business owner, activist, mom, wife, and volunteer, Valencia, California. And then we've got Thomas Winston from Tampa, Florida. He's an entrepreneur, a father, a human rights advocate. So far, we've only got one human being on this entire list. <laughs> I don't know what's going on over there at OSA, but they need to get themselves some some people with a pulse. Um, John Pantermule from Hermitage, Tennessee, charity volunteer and a grandfather.
1: Yeah, you know, this is... Um... This is Biddy's sister's husband.
0: Biddy Miscavige. Yeah, her sister it's her her sister's her husband
1: oldest sister Jennifer, yeah is married to John Panamuel, I'm almost certain.
0: Okay. John Panamuel. And then we got Nikki Baker from Clearwater, Florida, singer, songwriter, voice artist, mother of two, and a painter. Okay, and then we've got Dean Ble- Blehert, bless you, from Reston, Virginia. Poet. Oh, Reston, poet, he, and can go, he can go <laughs> deliver say, the letter. Yeah, he could deliver the letter to a bunch of my clients there in uh, on the East Coast, but he's a poet and a spiritual counselor. Oh, I've never even heard of that before. Spiritual counselor. Does that just mean he's an auditor? Yeah. Yeah, spiritual counselor.
1: I I remember Um, this guy from DC Org somehow. I can't remember what. I think he's been like a book one auditor there for, you know, four centuries or something. Yeah.
0: Okay. And then uh, Roger Harrison. Now, I know Roger Harrison because he's a musician and I'm pretty sure. He either lived around somewhere in Hollywood where I would see him all the time or I would see him at the org. Um, but I'm pretty sure he's a jazz musician. Mm. And um, I didn't know. He, I guess he lives in Clearwater now. But I'm pretty sure he used to live in California and Hollywood. And then Dylan Green from Portland, Oregon, is a writer, musician, artist, father. And he also is a seeker of truth. So he's if he's not being a writer, if he's not doing any of these other things, he's just looking around for some truth. That's all (laughs) just a Dylan Green looking for truth. okay then we got Ellis Craig from Clearwater, Florida, businessman, grandparent and Scientologist. And then we've got Will Seabrook from Atlanta. He's a musician, writer, business owner, human rights advocates. You know, I'm detecting a theme. There's a lot of musicians and a lot of artists in here, and they also happen to be human rights advocates.
1: Right. He's another one that writes a lot for the uh, stand blog or his name stuck on articles on the stand blog.
0: Okay. Okay, good. Um. David Boydo from Woodland Hills in California, writer, film crew, and a criminal rehab volunteer, which <laughs> means he's a volunteer for Criminon, and he likely, um, a Criminon. They send these extension courses. They send these uh, way to
1: happiness extension. Yeah, courses.
0: these these like uh way to happiness. Brush your teeth. And then the and then the prisoners practice brushing their teeth, and they fill a little piece of paper and why brushing teeth is good, and then they mail it back in. And David over here is volunteering. He's going like, "Okay, good. You brushed your teeth. Okay, you're ready to go into the next step." Yep. Okay, then we got Martin Landon from Washington D.C. He's a life coach and a humorist.
1: That's a comedian, I guess.
0: I don't think so. I a think humorist yeah, I don't know what a is humorist a is: bone? It doesn't. comedian sounds way funnier than humorist. That's for sure. <laughs> if you were a comedian, you'd know that, so you must be a humorist. Um, and then T. Riggs Eckleberry. this is the the other half of the other Eckleberry, and uh, this he's also in Clearwater, Florida. He's a CEO, husband and a father.
1: And has a signature like a doodle.
0: Yeah. Uh, I I actually kind of like that signature. I think that's a kind of a cool signature. Um, But that's the only cool thing about it. Uh, Jeff Murphy from Los Angeles. He's a paralegal researcher, and he's also an amateur historian. That's the wrong thing to be if you're in Scientology.
1: It's also also a little odd to be an
0: amateur at it, but... I wonder what he knows about the life of L. Ron Hubbard. Right. That's what to say. If you're gonna be a historian, maybe uh maybe try looking up some of your uh your little uh your little boy Hubbard's uh history there. About the second wife he never had, even though he's been married three times. I love that. That is the best is that from Going Clear? Where it Which? says uh where he says uh we want to know about hubbard's second wife oh no 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 i never he never had a second wife he only had his third wife mary sue (laughs) yeah
1: no it's from the granada tv interview which i think is shown in in going clear but that's where that's the only time hubbard was actually interviewed by a legitimate journalist you know wow tony hitchman doesn't count
0: yeah because he was a scientologist Yep. Um. Somebody in the comments is saying a humorist is someone who writes comedy.
1: No, someone else said a humorist is someone that tells the truth and makes it funny. Oh. A comedian is someone that tells jokes. Will Rogers was a humorist. I think that's what they said. Or Mark oh. Twain. Okay. Uh, no, not Mark Twain. Oh, Will Rogers, not Mark Twain. Whatever. Anyway.
0: Awesome. Um. May. Liv- Did we do this one? Jeff Murphy? Yeah, Yeah. we did. Okay, May Livingston, Portland, Oregon, artist, writer, community, activist, mother. I swear we should be getting to the end of this sooner or later. Yeah. Um, Joel Anderson, Clearwater, Florida. Husband, father, humanitarian, (laughs) writer, structural steel wizard. Like, are we talking, like, Hogwarts? Like, does he have a wand? Does he... um, does he? Does he summon owls with letters? But, but he. But he also uh, cast Oh, you know what? I'm so silly. He casts spells on structural steel. That's what it is. Thank you, Joel Anderson. Uh, Thanks we'll for be- the laugh. We'll be we'll be speaking, stu- soon. Um, uh, so far you're the only person that I think has any money on this list, Joel. Um, everybody else is uh, busking uh, downtown with their guitar, trying to make uh, an, some extra change while people wait, are going wait. to eat.
1: T. Riggs Eckleberry was a CEO.
0: Oh, okay, that's right. I missed. Uh, that's right. That's right. Um, Stu Rosenbaum from Palm Harbor, Florida, entrepreneur, um, writer. Humber.
1: That's where I live.
0: Well there you go. I'm Who gonna the, send you over guy? to I'll I'll send his letter to you. You can hand deliver that one. Um activist, philanthropist, husband, and father. And that is the last one.
1: Oh. How disappointing.
0: So, yeah. That's um, all like a round up. Yeah, that's that's the ones they have. So on the on the video that I did yesterday, uh I I showed Did I show it? I think I did. I got, um, oh yeah, no, I showed it because my client, that's how I found out about all this. One of my clients sent me the email. Um, that's the other thing, guys, that's a little, that's a, that's a sneaky move because they sent this thing. I, I want to say on my website, on my company's website, we had a list of projects and a list of customers. So all they had to do was go, Oh, that company and send them a letter. Well, some of those companies was, it just says Wells Fargo, right? So that we did some work. My company did work for Wells Fargo. Um, not sure who at Wells Fargo is getting that email. And if they give two ho- hoots, we built like a a conference room or some kind of theater or something for, for a bank for like, and it wasn't, um, it wasn't for like a bank you walk into it was um it was at the Aon building in downtown Los Angeles. It's like on the sixtieth floor. it's just a it's just a conference room or something, so I don't know what they're gonna do with that one, but they did send these letters. I thought maybe, uh, the first letter I got I got it last night, and I thought, well, maybe they just sent this one guy a letter, and then today the emails started coming in, so uh. Anyway, um, I wasn't. I was very last night. I, I couldn't sleep because I'm thinking, what am I going to do? And for this, for since 2006, I've kept these worlds pretty separate, and I operate in my business. And then the Scientology thing is, I, they're siloed, so they don't they don't ever cross over. Well, there's this little TV show that Mike and Leah did called Scientology in the aftermath. Leah Remini, Scientology in the aftermath. When that show came out, my clients started emailing me <laughs> and some of them I hadn't done work for in 10 years. Some of them I did. I was doing work for when the show was on and and so they recognized me and some of them even when we would go to a job because a lot of the jobs I do are not where I live. So I have to travel to do these jobs and I'm there for maybe a week or two, sometimes three weeks. And I'll, I want to say at least three of my biggest clients have organized a night where they can all just ask me questions, take me out to dinner, and just pick my brain. And they've they they before we would get to the site, they would say, "Are you still okay if on Friday we go to the <laughs> restaurant and you, we can ask you questions?" And I'm like, "Okay, yeah, whatever. It's not a big deal." Anyway, this happened a few months ago, and when we got there. Um one of the people at the dinner pulled out a notepad and they had four pages of questions. And I was like, whoa, take it easy there, guys. Anyway.
1: And, so. and just just to add to that, Mark, yeah. Because I come to some of these yeah. jobs. Mike help. works
0: with me on these jobs too. And so does
1: Aaron. And so does, Ron, and yes. so does Amy Scoby. And like it's like a, a little gang. Some of these places. Uh, uh, like literally, uh, would you sign my bobblehead? Like,
0: yes, this? they come to the job site with a book or a bobblehead and they have us sign it. So these guys, a lot of them know the score. Um, and this is more recently since the A and E show, some right. of these clients that they're emailing, I haven't done work for in a decade. And they've had staff turnover. So say somebody there that I worked with did know, well, they've got all new people and people come and go and the new guy has no clue and they don't even know who I am and they don't know anything about any of this and they might not even know what work we did there because it was so long ago. Right. So I wanted to show you, let's see which one I should show. I'm going to show you this one here. So this is uh, this is what I got today, and this is from one arguably one of my biggest clients, one of my single largest clients that I have done work for uh, in in the last few months. It says, "Have you heard Scientology is butting into your business?" but they have probably been doing that for a while. And then they said. I want to know where this guy was when you were here last. He seems to be someone I could relate to. (laughs) And I think that's in reference to me um, being passed out drunk. And, and if you look at the picture um, they printed the email out and they put it on like a a notice board or like a dry erase board. This is a magnet um, that's holding this up. So they're, you know they they're sitting by the water cooler talking about this at this place <laughs> um so that was a that was sort of that was the first email that I got today that I was like okay that I'll, we'll take that one off the list to worry about they're good they got it and they're fine now this is a client that I have not done any work at maybe for a decade, maybe eight years or seven years, but a long time since I did any work for them. And they got the letter and the guy that that emailed me, I've never met him, I've never spoke to him, I don't know anything about, and he's actually the director of the place. And, and for those of you who don't know what I do, um, I think Aaron might've mentioned it over on his channel, but I build audio visual systems for visitor centers, museums, and, um like music museum, stuff like that. And this was actually from a presidential library that I did some work for. And, um, he said, I just found your Twitter account. So I assume others have already forwarded similar letters to you. And I would guess that the content is identical, but sending along in case it is helpful. Naturally, I have absolutely no interest in asking you to remove the reference to our company on your website based on this letter. And that's it. And that's all the email said. So so I was sort of relieved when I got those two. There's still at least 30 clients I haven't heard from. I don't know if I'm going to hear from them. And some of those, we do have proposals with them, and we're in the middle of possibly gaining new work with them. So that's where it starts to get a little tricky. So if I lose a contract because of this letter, well, we're going to have some fun because we're not talking, I'm not talking about a conference room. I'm not talking about hanging a TV. We're talking about about a substantial uh, loss that my company would see. So I don't know exactly how that's going to go. Um, we are we are speaking with some attorneys and we're going to see if we can figure that out. But um, yeah, this is the real deal, folks. They're uh, this is the the crazy thing about this. Mike is I'm doing these videos on these spy files and they're talking about doing all this stuff to me in 2006. Right. So, we're doing and I was ac- and I was literally sitting down to record a video and I this email came in and I was like, are you kidding me right now? <laughs> I was like, I guess I'm doing a video anyway. <laughs> I'm just not the one I was planning on, but um yeah, it's a little weird. It's kind of like it's just weird that it's happening in real time now. Like right. That's the part that's kind of bizarre is that, like, and and that's the part I don't understand, Mike. Did they think I'm not going to do a video about this? It's so weird to me. Like, they they, thought I was going to get a bunch of emails from my clients that are saying, take us off your website.
1: (laughs) No, Mike, this, this is the problem with Scientology. They are doing it because L. Ron Hubbard says this is what you're supposed to do. And yeah. it doesn't matter how many times they fuck things up and how many times it blows up in their face and how many times, like, look at this. They do it all the time. They do stupid crazy things all the time. They tell lies on national TV. They put out these tweets that are just provably false, and they lose all credibility with anybody who is is has any familiarity whatsoever with Scientology, but they keep doing it. Yeah. Why do they keep doing it? Because that's what Hubbard says that they have to do. And their reason why this, if this blows up now in their face, they, they end up getting their asses kicked over it. The thought will not be, well, we shouldn't have done that. The thought will be, we didn't do it right. Yeah. We didn't do exactly what Hubbard said to do in some way. We messed it up some way. It's our fault. Not crazy runs' fault. It's our fault because we didn't make it happen the way it was supposed to happen. So it's, you know, it's like it's like dealing with, you know, Hubbard talks about the held down seven in dynamics, yes. and that's what these people have. They have a held down seven, and it is a, actually a held down entire keyboard that is is the entire weight of. This is what Hubbard says you must do. And no matter how crazy it is and how apparently unsuccessful and disastrous it is, they just keep doing it.
0: Yeah. Now, another thing that came up and when I spoke, I spoke to somebody today about this and it's somebody else that's been experiencing some of this fair game that they've been doing. Yeah. And. One of the things that came up was if we do actually follow uh, or file or or pursue any uh, sort of legal proceeding in this regarding this and what's happening. A lot of times what Scientology will do is they will try to settle. And as part of that settlement, um, we don't we can't say anything more about them. And then they won't say anything more about us. And this has happened many times. And some people have gotten, um, I don't know the exact amounts, but I'm going to say tens of millions of dollars from Scientology. And and like Debbie Cook. Debbie Cook, when she settled with Scientology, they took her off the board. Mm -hmm. So she wasn't playing anymore. There's other people who've done stuff, and when they settled, they got taken off the board. So they can't really say anything. Now, Paulette Cooper uh she i want to arguably say she might be the one journalist or public person that was fair-gamed um that's known more than any other person i mean she almost mm-hmm. went to jail she was losing her mental facility she was they really really tried to destroy her and that's when hubbard was alive and he was saying you're doing this you're doing this and a lot of these policies come from you know a similar kind of vein like this guy's attacking this is what we're doing and a lot of these policies are just excerpts from what he said to do in a specific case um but when when Paulette settled or whatever they sorted out they didn't take her off the board she's been able to talk this whole time and books have come out and she's been she's been talking so i just want to tell everybody no matter what happens I personally do not intend to get taken off the board. So cuz sometimes when you do the lawsuit you have to sign a piece of paper with the lawyers and like if your lawyers are doing it on contingency or it just depends on how how it's working if if they if somebody says we uh Scientology's getting the checkbook this is over we could say okay that's fine they're getting the checkbook but I'm not signing something that's going to shut me down. So right. Um, they can write all the checks they want, and I'm not a big fan of cashing the money that belongs to all these poor Scientologists who've given them that money, but um, these guys that wrote the letter, that's what's going to happen. <laughs> if, if this goes crazy, um, I mean, I don't know what to say, but I'm not going to stop. So I know a lot of people were like, oh, you should sue them, you should sue them, and I'm kind of like, eh, I don't know about that. But uh, we're, we're, We'll see, Mark. We'll see what yeah. Like what the
1: lawyers have to say, uh, yeah. how big the firms are, how committed they are, what strategy they have, et cetera, et cetera. Because it, it, my general rule of thumb is that the, the 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 justice system is heavily, heavily weighted in favor of he who has the most money. Yeah, that if you've got the money to hire the best lawyers and the most lawyers and fight these wars of attrition, then you generally prevail. And Scientology has basically unlimited amounts of money to spend on lawyers and unlimited numbers of lawyers. So, and also all the time in the world.
0: Yeah, they so, don't care if it drags out for twenty five years. They're just they going to keep doing their thing.
1: Drag out for twenty five years. Yeah, but but. That being said, that and, and so my um, general philosophy has been: don't engage in legal fights because that's a playing field that is tipped in favor of Scientology. Engage in PR fights because they are hopeless at it, and yeah. they they cannot win any PR war ever and never will. And criminal and legislative action. Oh, not.
0: you know i but, just want to now that you said that i just want to show this one thing really quick it's at the beginning of this document yeah um is it this one it might be this one yes can you read it it's too small for me to read yes, yes i will hold on it's just so this my hard copy yeah this will give you guys and so all you have to do is just replace where it says lrh with yep. Dave Miscavige, and just read those first three yep. lines, Mike, because this is really important to understand where how Scientology thinks.
1: Right. One, when intelligence fails, it becomes a PR matter. Two, when PR fails, it becomes a legal matter. Three, when legal loses or declines, it becomes an LRH matter.
0: Yeah. So that's the mentality we're ba- we're at number three right now uh <laughs> they right. failed they failed everything that they, there's they have they have not yet it's been 2006 to now so first what is that i grew up in a cult i don't know math um 14 years. that's a lot of years that they've been fluffing 16. the duff <laughs> <laughs> And so it's a David Miscavige matter. And that's, in my heart of hearts, I think that's what happened. Um, All of these things are all coming at David Miscavige all at the same time. He's got two legal cases at least, maybe three or four. Depends on if you count the Danny Masterson one. If you count the one in Clearwater, you've got the, the Valerie Haney one is still kind of going around. There's all these cases. And... And now you have all of these ex-members that are actively um, speaking out. And this is not – and this is also (laughs) – this is just the beginning, guys. There is so much more that we're working on. And we're doing – this stuff that we're doing now – it's just to pass the time until this other stuff happens. We just don't want to lose any momentum. We're so we're kind of just getting warmed up here doing YouTube and podcasts and books and all this good stuff. This is uh this is the uh this is the forward. Okay. We got a we got a whole bunch of stuff on the horizon.
1: Yep. You're right.
0: <laughs> so anyway, I think that's what we got. Um, do you mind sticking around to answer some questions?
1: No, I don't mind.
0: Okay. Um, Claire has been a busy little bee. Um, also, Claire did an interview today, and um, she's doing interviews. I'm going to cut that after this, and uh, that'll probably come out tomorrow if I can get it done before the end of the night. Um, so, yeah. And then before I forget, Mike has a YouTube channel now. And yes, he does. And we're going to put a link to that in the description. It's very possible that uh Goldie might have already put it in the comments but regardless I don't know how much I should promote it because Mike got like half my subscribers in a day so I'm sort of like what's go- what's going on here Aaron Aaron throws me a few few subscribers here and there and Mike gets 10,000 over you have 10,000 now right
1: uh, somewhere like that. Yeah. yeah.
0: He has, he started a YouTube channel like yesterday. He's got 10,000 subscribers. Um, so yeah, he'll probably be up to a hundred thousand before the birthday game. And I'm going to, so now see, that's the thing about the birthday game. You play against other people. So what it's looking like, Aaron won the birthday game right now, If unless Mike could pass him by March 13th, <laughs> truly. And very honestly, I think Mike, might pass aaron so aaron's gonna win the or mike's gonna win the birthday game or aaron's gonna win it and i'm gonna get what do they get bronze who's the third place what's the third place i might get bronze at best with a whatever you guys throw at me so hey click the subscribe button okay it's a race now um okay here we go ellie may says i'm reading mike Rinder's book it's outstanding thank you there you go. See, I, I put that one first for Mike because I knew it was like okay. Lori plays. Hey Mark and Claire, cheers from Disney World. Hey Lori. I don't if I was at Disney World, I'd be using that e-ticket. I wouldn't be here, but okay, that's cool. I get it. You can't, can't go on rides and hang out with Mickey all day. Uh Jordan. Jord and, mm, Jordan and Jordan devra1 jordan devra1 says super sticker thank you jordan appreciate it um tarkina meyer wow she is she's a real frequent flyer over here uh she says congrats on starting your channel officially mike mark that has to be defamation if you could prove lost work due to their tactics that could be a good legal claim yeah exactly and that's where it gets a little tricky because here i am hoping then everybody just waves it off but if one big client does something that could change the whole dynamic of this whole thing right lenny mckee yeah. sends a super sticker thank you lenny appreciate it um catherine s it's so irresponsible to have had a party 18 years ago <laughs> yeah right <laughs> i know i it was funny i i did um i briefed my boys i've i have two i have three boys two are teenagers i said hey listen guys Uh, just want to let you know the Scientology folks are getting a little hot and bothered over there. Seems, uh, your mom and I might have stirred up their beehive a little. And, uh, so, uh, just take it easy. Okay. Just keep your, keep your, uh, situational awareness, uh, about you. Um, Matrix Tech Solutions. Wow, thank you, Matrix Tech Solutions. That's a very, I like that name. I saw you uh, did a super sticker over on Aaron's channel. Thank you, I appreciate it. Oh, By the way, guys, uh, we really don't get paid to do this. Um, I, I know I'm not going to speak for Mike, but I get a lot more satisfaction when we get a letter from somebody for the Aftermath Foundation and they got out and they're starting their life over again. And the, the feeling and satisfaction from that uh, it might be worth uh tens of thousands of dollars personally for me um Same for me so that Scientology is trying to attack uh my my energy source how my where how I make money to support my family that's a bummer but that's um, that's not a that's not the hardest problem for me to solve so um I would rather deal with that and keep doing what we're doing. It's worth it. To me it's worth it. Angel Boostar. Sending wow. love from Shetland Islands, Scotland. Wow, thanks for staying up. It's uh Shetland Islands. Wow, it's got to be 1 or 2 in the morning there. Thank you. Oh cool,
1: there was a great TV show that was set in Shetland Islands.
0: Yeah, which one's that?
1: Can't remember the name of it, but it was oh. terrific. I loved it.
0: Awesome. I can't believe people are in here from from there. T Dalton. I bet it's because you're doing that series on Shelley, but you go for it. Screw DM and his tantrum. You know what? You guys could be right. That Shelley thing uh, could be like they I don't know. I don't know. I don't. It's it's weird for me to try to whenever you try to make of something Scientology does, you you almost break your brain because it just does. There's no way to make sense. Um, Jefferson Hawkins. Hey Mark and Mike, greetings from Portland, (laughs) Oregon. Thanks, Jeff. Hi, Jeff. Um, you know, I'm gonna say something about Jeff real quick. When I was reading one of those spy documents, and this is crazy, and we'll have to Claire will have to interview Jeff, but there was a PI that got talked about, and a PI that was in Portland. And it didn't we didn't mention Jeff or anything in the document, but his name was BJ. They mentioned in one of the documents, they're like, oh, we're going to get a hold. If we need to, we'll bring in BJ. And Jeff Hawkins said, hmm, there's a guy named BJ here in Portland, and he hired me to do some work for him. <clears throat> and he sent me a picture, and he's a PI. And um, it's, it's really crazy how we all have had work or well, we've had some experience with like J- John is writing me a letter and you've got three videos of John right. Allender harassing Mike and you. Right. Or uh, Marty and you. Um, Thanks, Jeff. Appreciate it. Uh, Trad789 says, is DM a true believer or a grifter or something in between? I think he's, I don't think he's a true believer. Mike seems to think he possibly could be right Well,
1: I think that there is no difference between a real true believer and a fake true believer. I don't think that there is a difference between the person who proclaims, I totally believe in all of the tech of L. Ron Hubbard, and they really don't, and the guy who says, I totally believe in all the tech of L. Ron Hubbard, and they really do. I'm not sure that there is a distinction. And David Miscavige, by definition, is a true believer. Because yeah. he has to follow what L. Ron Hubbard says, and so what's the difference? Uh, you know, well,
0: the only part that I would argue that is when he changes shit and when he does shit, uh, L. R. H. said not to do. Then I go like, well, how can he be a true believer if he's changing all the goalposts that L. Ron Hubbard put in place? So well, that's
1: well, because he's he's a true. I'm not sure that 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 means that. Okay. We can get into a long discussion yes. <laughs> about this, but he's a true believer in Scientology.
0: Yeah, that's true. That,
1: and, and that his power derives from Scientology, and yeah. that Scientology is now his empire, and he can change it any way he wants. Yeah, but he's like he's the king. He's yeah, that's the king true. Of Scientology.
0: And you know what I realize? They don't have to be mutually exclusive. He could be a little. He could literally be a little bit of both um chelsea within a so mark are you going to fire mark <laughs> loa yeah that's exactly i and i always joked about that when i started my own company like oh why'd you start your own company i was like what's Scientology, you gonna do have mark fire mark <laughs> well they finally figured out a way <laughs> uh kdjo super sticker thank you kdjo uh, we're ripping through these, guys. We're getting through these. Um, I don't know, James, said, I'm sure this has been asked, but why are Sea Org not allowed to get OT levels for free when you serve? I have, haven't have seen a Sea Org that is clear other than Claire. If I'm not mistaken, Render wasn't OT8. It's weird. Um, well, you can answer this, Mike, because you did get – how many years were you in the Sea Org? thirty uh, 30- Four? something like that yeah 34 34 you were in the sea Orc longer than i was alive before i left the sea org um that's a Excuse long me. time but you got up to like ot5 or six right
1: yeah exactly oh. so ot5 OT yeah
0: but but it took you th- 32 years
1: and that was fast yeah
0: <laughs> <laughs> The only that was, reason that, that was, Claire, that was a lot of sec checks. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say um, when people ask me, well, did you get a lot of counseling or did you get a lot of auditing? I was like, um, I didn't actually, I got a lot of sec checks, but I didn't get a lot of, uh, of counseling or of auditing, but um, Sea Org members are supposed to get auditing and they are supposed to go up the bridge. Um, I can only it speak. Is free. Yeah. And it is free. What? Free. Unless, unless you, you leave.
1: Give would a life.
0: Yeah. But. If you leave, then you got to pay for it. Um, but you're usually working and you're usually not sleeping and you can't get counseling or you can't study Elrond Hubbard if you haven't had, a, um, I want to say, seven hours of sleep, six to six and a half, seven hours. Like you have to be what they call studentable to study or sessionable to go in session in and in a counseling session. So. That I would say, just not having the time um or being tired, and also they don't have staff counselors in most c org installations they don't have a counselor who's trained to counsel the staff, so it's just it's not that they're they can't it's just not it's just not set up for them to take advantage of that, and they right. definitely. Um, promote that when they're trying to get you into the Sea Org. They promote that full time. But then when you get there, you're like, oh, yeah, that didn't happen. So Mike Rinder has two Emmys and Mickey Witz has only the fake pity toy. (laughs) That is some lovely karma. Yeah. You know what? I think that actually is the thing that turned them on to me was Mike getting that Emmy. They don't care about the shoops. They don't care about any of that. They see Mike starts a YouTube channel and he's got that little Emmy. Where is it? He got that little Emmy poking out over there. And, um, and that I bet you, I bet you that makes Dave really mad.
1: Yeah, I bet it does too.
0: He was mad he didn't get one. And then I think he was also kind of mad that they made him a fake one because it's still not really an Emmy. Right. Old Dan says, Keep doing what you're doing. Thank you, old okay. Dan. We'll do that. I'll get right on it. Joshua Sanchez. Mark, I recently went to the Woody Guthrie Center in Tulsa, and your work there is awesome. Keep fighting the good fight. Thank you. Yes, that is a museum that I did work on, and it is awesome. Uh, Marilyn Honig. She's also been here a lot. Hi, Mike and Mark. I'm crocheting three more Xenu Mike outfits for you two and a Ron as my gift for you all. You do. I wouldn't mind a book, though. Claire, <laughs> get this person a book. Get Marilyn my book. Get her a bobble. Oh, she's already got a bobblehead because she's, she's crocheting right. an outfit for it. Um, Get her a that SP Zinu bracelet. It was awesome. It is. Well, I uh she's making us one i know we're all gonna have them all i'm got my where's my mic oh it's a it's a it's behind my desk um my mic my my bobble render is gonna have a, it's gonna have a cape i'm so excited <laughs> um yeah no as soon as i saw that picture i was like i need that that's what i want uh tomorrow super sticker thank you tomorrow uh terry perry looks hi guys good to see y'all question I read I read an article tonight from 2019 on Cruz's kids that were in that were now becoming bigwigs in Scientology. His daughter was becoming an auditor, and from what I can see on Aaron's channel, and then it probably is talking about the son. I know the son was involved in that credit card. Sc- oh, here it is right here. Right. Um, his son was involved in the credit card scam Scientology was doing. Do you all know if they are big wigs in the church? They claim the daughter was taking Tom's place as a top recruiter. Poor Nicole. No, no. The, the kids are they're just doing Scientology. They're not big wigs. They don't control anything. They don't tell people what to do. Um, and in actual fact, I would argue that um, that they don't get treated that well because when Tom Cruise was in New York, he, the kids either weren't doing, they weren't progressing on their courses or they weren't active. And he made them go to Times Square. Tom Cruise did. He made them go to Times Square and sell Dianetics books in Times Square as sort of a like, you know, get, you guys need to get active. You need to start doing something. You can't just ride on my coattails sort of thing. And, uh, and I'm positive that. That um Connor Cruz being involved in that credit card scam, the Chase wave, I'm sure that was uh Tom is not uh Tom is not a uh how could we say he's not the he's not the uh if there's bad cop, good cop, he's bad cop, bad cop. <laughs> <laughs> That's how it goes in the cruise house. Um, unless they're playing hide and go seek, and then he's good cop. Um Linda P. Golan says, sink the cosplay Navy and Mark, <laughs> My, mark. help Mike with an outro. Oh, yeah. We need to get Mike an outro. Boosh. We got to figure that out, Mike. Yeah. Um, we'll, we'll talk. We'll talk. Uh, DB. <laughs> I like that. That's awesome. Uh, in Scientology, DB stands for degraded being. And SPs are DBs, and DBs are SPs, usually. Mike, I might be high AF right now, but when I look at you with my hand out covering your nose down straight up, you're looking like Robert De Niro. And that's not a bad thing, honey. Um, okay, homie, homie. Um, my no-
1: covering my face from my nose down, I look like Robert De Niro? Mm,
0: don't see it. If you look at the Alec Baldwin roast, I would say yes. Um, okay, DB. Hey, some people uh look through life with uh rose colored glasses, and other ones need a new prescription. Who knows? Uh, Terry Perry Lux again. LOL, sorry guys, ran a room for first super chat. Oh no, we got it. I figured it out. It's all good. Uh, Scott Davison, Mike, when will uh, I be able to buy an I S C O okay. H B t shirt? Um, We'll see. I mean, we could add that to the SP shop or Mike could sell that on his website. I don't know. We'll see. We have to, th- th- some of those are, it's a lot of inside baseball. Yeah. Mike DePaul, uh, super sticker. Thank you, Mike DePaul. Yeah, we're rocking through these guys. Uh, why don't any of these people claim bad acronym maker? Bam. that's good Catherine thank you we do need uh, and now you know guys why I'm always trying to make these light and funny because behind the scenes sometimes there's some dastardly shit going on that we have to deal with and um, I try to put on the kind of the um, I try to put a happy I try to put on a a tie a, a bow and a happy face on everything and sometimes it just doesn't work out John B super sticker thank you John B um, um, F Shopes. This is also, this person was also at Aaron's channel. Who was David before leadership in the church? I'll let you answer that one, Mike.
1: Um, he had, uh, a history. He was a cameraman at gold. He was like the chief cameraman at gold. He was what is known as the action chief of the Commodores messenger org international,
0: um, gold is golden era productions. The, uh, the old, Media Production Center for Scientology. Right. Right. Um, yeah, he he had various positions, and right before he took over, he was sort of the a go-between between um, Hubbard
1: and the outside world.
0: Yeah, uh, between Scientology and Hubbard. So Hubbard would say something, uh, the the writings would come to Dave, and then Dave would do whatever Hubbard wanted done.
1: He was also in charge of getting what was called an all clear for Hubbard, which he never accomplished.
0: Yeah, that was so was that Hubbard, Hubbard.
1: So he could come back into the real world without fear of being sued by civil litigants or nabbed by government agencies. And yeah. That was Hubbard never accomplished.
0: Yeah. Hubbard was on the run for, what, the last 15 years of his life, kind of, want to yeah, say? Yeah. Most, Maybe 10. Yeah,
1: pretty much 10. At least 10.
0: At least 10 it was he wasn't even signing documents with his name he was literally writing was it a three uh number signs asterisk asterisks just one just one asterisk. one asterisk was hubbard that meant it was from hubbard so you and when you're at the gold base or the int base um a lot of times you'll see you'll be reading something and it'll just have an asterisk at the bottom and you're you know oh that Elron hubbard wrote that Asked A-Ron about Beehive, the Bay Beehive group, Mark's Sharks, Aaron's Army, Renders Defenders, uh, Contra Contra attacked. Online anti-S petition explains FG Intel, 2 to 50K, 25 to 50K sub support sign. That follows every S-Com to employees and customers. Claire, what is going on? (laughs) There is so much. I don't know about this. I'm gonna have to, hey, LJ uh Vespertil, I'm gonna have to, we're gonna have to have a conference about this. Someone's gonna have to screenshot this and we're gonna have to uh, do a deep dive. Um but it sounds like fun. Mark Sharks, I like it. Uh uh AA runs Bay Beehive Group. Okay. Hey, eh, whatever. I'm up for anything. Uh John McAlsey, McAlsey. Elise, make elise. Thank you, John. Super sticker. Appreciate it. Um, LK Niche emailed the photo to Aaron. You said to send Emailed the photo to you, Aaron. You said to send. Okay. Awesome. I'll take a look. Um, oh, by the way, oh, we're not stopping the shoops. <laughs> That's going forward as scheduled. If you guys got David Miscavige shoops, don't forget. Keep it wide side to side. Um, but, uh, we're still doing those. If that's what got Dave wound up, we'll keep doing it. If it's the bobble renders that got, we're doing that. And if it's these videos, we're doing that. Everything, uh, nothing is stopped. Nothing is canceled. Everything moves forward as intended. Uh, no Thetans on the resumes. Oh yeah. That's the other thing in the comments from last night. Uh, Were those my body thetans that were drunk on Hollywood Boulevard? Are they the ones that were getting all those drink? drink Were were my body thetans, were my body thetan clusters getting their drink on on Hollywood Boulevard, or was it me? Who knows? I don't know. Um, It could have been my body thetans. Jefferson Hawkins, my biggest client, saw me on AC360. The next time I went through their office, the secretaries all applauded me. (laughs) Oh, my God. That made oh my god. Jeff, you almost made me you almost made me cry. Holy smokes. Sorry guys. That's right. That's what it uh that's how it should be, Jefferson. Um yeah, that's awesome. Bravo, Jeff. Bravo. God damn. Sorry guys. Um, Hollywood Boulevard mark on stickers, magnets, keychains, and coffee mugs. You know, the best thing is somebody said, somebody took that photo. They didn't do any Photoshop. They just rotated it and then rotated it again, and then they just wrote on the bottom, meanwhile, in Australia. <laughs> oh my goodness, that was so funny. Oh my god. Yeah, people are having fun with it. Uh <laughs> Just more proof of the BS. Love you all and support you always. Also proof of all your success with speaking out. Well, you. you know it is. It does help. Um, it does help to have some positive feedback every once in a while when this stuff is happening. Um, Douglas Miller says the Shoops made them do it. <laughs> yeah, it might have been the Shoops, Douglas. I mean, but to be fair, to be fair, in two thousand six. I had, this is in 2006, Anonymous was on the scene and Anonymous are the ones who created the word shoop. They're the ones that made that up. That's a, like a four, I think it's a 4chan reference, which is a anonymous group on the internet. Don't, you don't go there, please. That's not for the faint of heart, but, um, they were the ones that started the shoops and they would just shoop anything. And when I told him that David Miscavige hated people doing Photoshop's of him, I want to say the anonymous guys cranked out about 4,000 shoops in, in a few months. So this has been going on for a while. This is the shoops. David Miscavige shoops is not a new thing. Creepy B five super sticker. Thank you. Creepy B five. Um, um, on Zot caption contest for Hollywood bar Boulevard, Mark pick. Um, yeah, I say so. I think that's a good idea. Sanctioned. Um, we'll put up a, uh, Hmm. How can I do that? I'll figure out a way to do that. I might even be able to, uh, we'll figure it out. We'll, we'll do something. Megan, uh, Oh, Take it easy, Shane. I can hear you out here. Oh, my God. I got you guys during the live. Hey, guys, I always love your video and try to make live vids. Thanks for the entertainment. Absolutely, Megan. Thank you. Hey, Um, Shane.
1: (laughs) Mark just gave you a shout out.
0: Yeah. um, He can
1: can hear you.
0: Yeah. I have uh, not only do I have a photographic memory, I don't have the best filing system, but I do have quite good hearing. Is Claire (laughs) being affected by the threat of these new attacks? No. I'll tell you what. Uh, Claire surprised me when this stuff started happening. And she, um, to be fair, just so everybody knows, I do the work of my company, but a lot of the administrative stuff and a lot of the accounts and um, logistics and shipping and all these things, Claire handles all of that. And so, and also Claire spends almost all of the money that I make. So <laughs> when, when they started attacking this, uh, they got ex- Claire got excited about the project. She was like, "Oh, we're going! It's on!" That's what she said. As soon as I came home and I was like, "Hey," she's like, "It's on, Osa! She's ready to go. She's fired up." So, um, yeah, she is emotional, but not bad emotional. <laughs> Alicia T purchased Mike's book this morning from his blog. Just a heads up: I may or not have you signing something about Captain Dave and the Stilettos. Oh, nice. Alicia!
1: I sent you an email.
0: Okay, good. I got
1: your thing. I sent you an email. Look at your email.
0: Oh yeah, Mike I over here. Up.
1: I screwed up, Alicia. I got to tell you, like the f- she was the first person that purchased a uh, signed copy.
0: Oh, and she wanted you to copy. sign. She wanted. You she to-
1: wanted me to say something in there, and I didn't see that. The setup for how the system was set up sent it to spam. Uh, and I didn't see it, so I just signed it, and I mailed it to her today. I thought, oh, the first one, I'll get it out right away. And I mailed it to her, and I just said, Alicia, thank you so much for all your support, blah, 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 Mike. And then I su- I finally debugged it and found she had had this message about he's sending out a search party for his stilettos or a missing person report on his stilettos or something. So
0: Nice. Yeah, if you guys um we used to sell Mike's book on the SP shop and it was just a lot of it was just a lot of logistics to move these books all over the United States. So Mike is selling signed copies of his book on his website now. And he'll he'll if you I guess can they request something? If yes. you request for him to write something, he will now get the email and he will now be able to write a custom thing in there. So could get over to a site and order. If you want a signed book for Mike Rinder, the billion years by Mike Rinder signed or something personalized, that's where you get it. Um, on hot Zot says, at least the pick is landscape. <laughs> yes, at least that's true. That's, that's true. Eric, that's because
1: Eric Geisler took it.
0: Well, he didn't take it. Somebody else took it. But either way, we all were trained to keep it wide side to side.
1: Exactly.
0: <laughs> that's burned into that's, my brain. That's gold. That's oh, gold my goodness. mantra. Wow. I don't know, James. Thank you. Wow. Thank you very much. What is one thing you wouldn't change in your life? What is one thing you wouldn't change in life? What does Scientology hope to do with websites? They just seem ridiculous. <laughs> um, I wouldn't, to tell you the truth, James, I wouldn't change anything in my life. I'm a big. Um, I don't know. I'm a big proponent of if it's meant to be, it's meant to be and whatever happens happens for a reason. And if you say, "Oh, I wish I wasn't in Scientology, then I wouldn't have met Claire and I wouldn't have my three kids and my dog and my cat and, you know, my whole life wouldn't be my life the way it is and I love my life the way it is and I wouldn't I wouldn't go back. If I had a time machine, I might I might go buy King Super's and get some lottery numbers and then go back, but and that's just for now. That wouldn't be for anything that's up to now. But uh, besides that, I'm good.
1: <laughs> and, and it's funny, Mark. I have exactly the same answer. Yeah. Which, which you know, but I, yeah. I have exactly the same answer. I would not change anything in my life. Uh, yeah. If if I could change anything, it would just be to be younger.
0: Okay. <laughs> that's okay. It. Just have more time to yeah, be, exactly. to have, to have the great life you have now. Exactly. Just for longer. Yeah. Right. That's not a bad, that's not a bad wish. If I had some wishes, but then how do you do that with the kids, though? So I know.
1: I, yeah. Yeah. See? It's it's, it,
0: it, it's all it's a package, pro- guys. It's probably not very
1: realistic.
0: Well, we can't go back in time anyway. Not yet, at least. Um, anyway. Uh, yeah. I wouldn't change anything. I think. We're getting going to get pretty deep here. We're tr- I'm trying to get through these questions, but I think m- this is my purpose. Like I think everything put me where it put me so that I could do what I'm doing. So if I'm not here doing this, then who's going to do it kind of thing. Um, and same thing with Mike. If Mike unwished everything and he wasn't here, then uh, these guys would just be running amok. So can't have that. Yep. Candace Williams thank you Candace just a super sticker appreciate it um Miss anthrope uh Mike I sent your daughter a kind message on her short yesterday to show there's love out here okay that's, that's nice good. yeah that's the other thing guys um even though these signed... I normally I say don't go after the Scientologist they're in most cases they're victims in this whole thing um I'm not antagonistic towards Scientologists. And I'm not actually going to be antagonistic or angry at these Scientologists. They just done messed up. And if they got, if they um, are naive enough or got bamboozled into this, I'm sorry, but now you're threatening my livelihood and I'm not just going to sit here and do nothing. I might not do anything to them individually. I may, I may not, but now you're making it personal and i have said on this channel and other places don't harass them you know don't scream when you're driving by one of their buildings don't scream at them and yell at them that just reaffirms the brainwashing when you do that so what this person did was they sent them a kind message his daughter a kind message on a video that she did it's hard to it's hard to be like, oh, that person's just being evil when they're saying, I really hope you reconnect with your dad or whatever the person wrote. I don't know what they wrote, but um, positive reinforcement is better. Sainted Serenity. Thank you. Um, uh, Ivana Ivy, Ivana Ivy, DM banished Shelley years ago. Let's be honest. He's probably a man with needs. Do you think he has a lady on the side? or are they frenemies with benefits you know i don't know that shelly was banished after i had already escaped um and i've heard rumors but i i haven't been there and i don't have any footage of him um doing anything so i couldn't comment on that but i but you're right it's hard to believe since 2007 was that when she was uh Five. Dis- no she wasn't disappeared Five. 2005 In 2005?
1: absolutely
0: Wow, that's a long time. Yep. Man, you're right. It is it's, a long
1: time. If you're don't a man forget, don't forget the pain and sex HCOB.
0: No oh my goodness. There is an I'll run Hubbard thing that's uh where he covers this. So hmm. Angela Boostar, it's called Shetland. My daughter is in it.
1: Oh that's, no way.
0: <laughs> oh, that's the show. Yeah. Wow. And her daughter's in the show. Wow. That's awesome. That's how we, we weird is that? We have a celebrity here. We do. Well, we have the parent of a celebrity, well, which is sort of makes them a celebrity by association. Candace Williams, again, what is going on? Candace, thank you very much. You know, you guys, you guys can. I am answering non super chats, but thank you. That's very generous. Since all Scientologists lie so much while in Scientology, how do they not wonder? wonder, am I being lied to? That's a, you know what? I've never, I've never been asked that and I've never thought that thought. And that is a, that's a genius. Like how, how, Mike, right? They lie so much. They don't, for never, we never, we never sit back and think I'm lying. I'm probably being lied to as well.
1: Right. And and that's one of those, you know cognitive dissonance things that is there are there are tons of them in scientology and every other organization like scientology where if you stand back from what the the mindset that those people are in it's so obvious but to them it's like oh no no the, we are the truth tellers they don't even believe that it's possible that L. Ron Hubbard or David Miscavige could lie.
0: Yeah, that's they, they true. Just
1: don't believe that. And that the fact that they lie in order to protect Scientology, it, David Miscavige and L. Ron Hubbard don't need to lie to the Scientologists in their mind. They lie Scientologists lie to the WOG world in order to protect Scientology. So they're, they're two, in, in their weird, messed up minds, they are two different things.
0: Yeah, you're right. They try to silo the truth, but there's lies all around it. It's it's kind of a weird thing. Um, Thank you for that. Um, Annette232 says, helping people your true purpose. Well, I mean, I do other things, but I do try to... You know, I was thinking about it the other day when this came up. If you were a victim of somebody who did horrible things and you managed to escape, but there were other people there. Like if you were kidnapped, that's a perfect example. If you were kidnapped and abused by a kidnapper and you managed to get out and then you just went back to doing your life and doing normal stuff, but there was people still back there. How could you do that? And that's the part where I don't understand some of these other Sea members who've taken a payment. I mean, some of these people got paid $500. Some got $5,000. Some got $25,000. Some got $100,000. And some might have even gotten more than that. But how do you, how do you, how do you reconcile those guys that are still back there that don't have right. anybody speaking for them? They have no one being a voice for them. And they can't be a voice for themselves because they're stuck there. So that's the the moral dilemma I have with having to do this. And, and to be honest, I did try to retire from this nonsense um, probably like five or six years ago. And this dude called me up and said, hey, uh, my friend Leah and I are starting a TV show. Will you come out of... Anti will you come out of Scientology expose retirement? And I was like, oh gosh, okay. <laughs> and, um, and and I haven't stopped since. So good job, Mark. Megan says, don't worry about my name. I just said Megan. That's how I get around that, Megan. Don't worry about my name. I have a small store and make a different things. Just saying, if Claire, Mike, Mark, or Aaron want me to make it, I can do. I can do. Okay. <laughs> well, awesome, Megan. Thank you. Um, you two always make me smile through adversity. Super role models are just really cool guys. Blessings to you both. Pink. Thank you, pink. Thank you. The real pink. Yeah, there you go. Pink. Well, it's <laughs> got a picture there. Yeah, I don't, Looks um, like pink. Look at that. Yeah. yeah. Hey, Claire. Okay, guys, we're I'm trying to wrap I'm it gonna,
1: up. Are we going to end this? Episode? We
0: are. And I was getting there, but I think Claire's still going, but I didn't make the cutoff announcement. It's 807. No more Super Chats. Try to do any more questions. Whatever's here on the screen, I'm answering. And that's it. It's it's uh, Eastern time where Mike is. Uh, Milana Hansen, Mike, how exactly did a Scientologist become a suspect in Olaf Palm's assassination? What was the alibi you mentioned in your book?
1: Okay, he um, became a suspect because he was near the theater where Olaf Palmer was shot. Olaf Palmer was the prime minister of Sweden at the time. He was assassinated outside of a movie theater. Um, and the guy had a gun. He owned a gun. And that is not a, a usual thing in Sweden. Sweden is not like the United States where everybody walks around with an AR-15. And so that caused him to be a suspect but um i can't remember exactly what his alibi was uh he and and stupidly as i recall he had when this all started going he had taken the gun and thrown it in this in the sea because he was afraid that he was going to become uh and of course that made him look guilty <laughs> and, yeah anyway <laughs> it turned out that he was actually somewhere else at the time because there was an exact time when this assassination took place it's not one of these things where they find a body and a and a pathologist has to make a determination of the time of death yeah I mean, it was on the street in the center of so Stockholm, they
0: knew exactly so they when knew it was.
1: exactly when and he was able to prove that he was somewhere else
0: okay um Gradiella twenty two, Hi Mark and Mike and Claire, love you all. I'm located in Montreal, Canada, and we have an org here. It is still open to this day. I'll try to get a picture for you when possible. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. we are getting a lot of pictures, Mike, of um, this bobblehead thing's getting out of control. I've already seen like four or five pictures of bobbleheads at orgs this week, like since we did the last <laughs> bobblehead picture. So if you guys have a bobblehead and you're out taking pictures, um, we'll show them. Uh, Mr. Knife Art, 93 IRS 3 in front of IRS DM alone made agreement. IRS 3 in front of IRS DM, DM alone made agreement.
1: I don't know what that means exactly.
0: Oh, um, I get it. He's saying there was three people that went to the IRS, but DM alone made the agreement. Like you, Marty, and... Or was it Marty, Dave, and who went to the IRS?
1: Marty and Dave. Marty originally. and Dave. Okay. And then subsequently I went, Heba went, Nolan yeah. Stucky went, Monique Yingling, a whole bunch of people.
0: Um, but DM is the one I mean, he didn't he didn't do the whole thing. It was a group effort to get all that worked out.
1: Right. But he, he was the the architect of it. There's yeah. no question about that.
0: Okay um okay let's we got to get through these this is uh please stop um we're 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 down into the the last ones kjk do you think lrh was laughing all the way all the bank was creating cos or did he truly believe well that we had
1: this discussion i think in the last one that
0: we did the three we did but the internet has no memory neither does youtube
1: i know know. Um, Uh, and i said he was a true he he in the end bought his own bullshit. Because yeah, and- he was having people run around looking for BTs on fence posts and wanted to have an e-meter built to blow blow up his body to get rid of the pesky BTs.
0: Yes. Okay, Jesta Babesy says, Hello from Philadelphia PA. You guys have balls of steel, my dudes. It's impressive how I-D-G-A-F, you people are. Keep up the good work. Oh, that's another thing I keep saying. Um, Miscavige has uh, conditioned us. He conditioned Mike. I didn't know. I didn't realize Mike was there for 32 years. That is insane to me. I was there for 15 years. um, So we've, we've endured a lot of nonsense. So our nonsense threshold is very, very high. And almost all of it was from Miscavige. Um, Miscavige, he could really deal it out compared to most people, like even people there that were bosses, when they would yell at you, you'd just be like, Oh, come on, please just get away. Like, this is not even, it's not even worth my time. You're yelling. Cause Dave yells way. He has way more power to make my life much more miserable. Um, L Harris says, here's a super chat just to say up yours to Miscavige and Scientology. That's a great one. Um next time we do a uh, live, we'll just say, send us some up your super chats. Terry Ray, why would DM have why would DM have gotten an Emmy? Oh, he, um Dave Miscavige was on a show called Nightline with Ted Koppel in the 90s. Yep. And Ted Koppel won an Emmy. For and that when,
1: episode.
0: And when he won, yeah, he won an Emmy for the episode that Dave um was interviewed on and but Dave didn't get an Emmy because Dave didn't do anything. He just showed up. Um Ted Koppel's the one that like sort of roasted him live. And um yeah, so uh the Religious Technology Center made Dave a fake Emmy and gave it to him. So he has an Emmy that's just like a real Emmy and it says David Miscavige, ABC Nightline, whatever the show he was. But it was made by Scientology, not by the Emmys. Um, GP88, can Mark's clients file harassment claims on Scientology if they continually send defamatory emails about Mark over and over? I don't think that is a thing. I mean – Unless my, one of my clients says, Hey, stop contacting us. And if Scientology continues to contact them, then that's not a bad idea. I could tell my clients to answer those emails and say, please do not contact us again. I'm not sure it's, this is, I where, doubt it. yeah, this is where it gets weird because, um, I, th- I didn't, uh, I didn't set out to have these people involved in any of this nonsense and for the most part they don't have anything to do with it and really if if somebody said hey can you take my company off your website i would take it off i don't i don't get business from my website Um, it's just kind of a thing these days. If you have a company and you don't have a website, it's just kind of odd. So I have a website, but I'm not, people aren't calling me off the website saying, Hey, I was building a museum and I just Googled museum builders and I saw your thing. Could you come on down here and build me a museum? It doesn't work like that. So anyway, um, I don't know, James, just so you know, I live less than a mile from Cincinnati org. Which is actually in Kentucky. I know this is so amazing. That's oh. where my that's where my mom lives. She lives in one or the other, and her husband works at that org. To say the least, to say the least, KY police aren't too fave to Scientology. Any estimates on the size of that org can't be big. Bought bobble and will take there.
1: <laughs> it, it's it's not big. It was bigger when Jeannie Sonnenfeld was there initiating the chase wave and bringing a lot of, of suckers in and basically twisting their arm to get them to participate in Scientology. When that all got shut down, that place turned into a ghost town like the rest of the
0: ideologues. And you know, it's really funny that Jeannie Sonnefield, she used to be Jeannie Bogvad, right?
1: Right. And before that, Jeannie Franks.
0: Yeah. So this woman has been in Scientology.
1: Jeannie Danilovich.
0: Yeah. She's been in Scientology for like 50 years. And she used to be at the Los Angeles org in Hollywood on sunset. And her, she was like the deputy commanding officer and her husband Jens was the commanding officer. He was the boss. And I used to work at that organization when I was like 12 years old. I used to work there during the summer and I would stuff letters into envelopes. But my mom was a huge, huge fan of this woman. And my mom ended up going to Cincinnati and this woman happened to be the executive director at that org now, like 30 years later. And then she was involved in this credit card scandal and she got, um, I'm pretty sure she's gone. Like she ain't ain't running this. Yeah, she got declared? Apparently. Wow. I
1: don't know where she is, but apparently she got declared.
0: Wow. Okay. Terry Perry Lux. Oh. And they turned it into a seawork. The seawork runs it now. I didn't Do you know There's- that?
1: I I didn't know that that was the case in Cincinnati. Obviously, I knew that that was the case in Columbus.
0: Columbus, that's right. Sorry. (laughs) Columbus is the one that has the Sea Org. But I think it was related to all this nonsense. They just started. Yeah,
1: they sent a a Sea Org mission and command team there to clean out all the bad stuff that had been happening. That, of Uh, course, nobody knew. AKA evidence. Yeah,
0: exactly. (laughs) Yeah. When when Scientology finds out they've been up to no good. and then they know that this is possibly going to lead to horrible things uh somebody's over at office depot picking up a pallet of shredders okay <laughs> uh terry perry lux we're we're in the final we're on almost 10 left when are we going to Have a Mark and Aaron bobblehead. Then you could dress all three of you up. (laughs) That takes a lot of work to make these bobbleheads. Sailor centrist. Wanted to let you know that all of you have, uh, that all of us have your back. I got interested in taking down Scientology since in bed for six, for seven months. Goldie rocks. Well, thank you, sailor. Appreciate it. Um, Ivana Ivy. Sorry, unrelated. Super chat. I'm excited for Depeche Mode at <laughs> Salt Lake City, November 22. They were my first concert in 1986 Park City, Utah. Haven't seen them since. My secret garden's not so secret anymore. Thank you. Um, they just announced. This is why I'm in such a good mood. They just announced a whole new set of tour dates and they're coming to Denver, even though I'm already going to see them in two other cities. Ah, I'll have to see them in Denver now anyway. Um, Calico 26. Mike, what did your ex-wife do in Scientology?
1: Um, she was the commanding officer of the Flag Command Bureau. She was also in. Uh, after that, after she got busted from that, she was she was the uh, Commodore staff for uh, Public Division CS Six. She or Deputy CS Six. She was Diana Hubbard's deputy, um, and then she was in LRH Technical Compilations.
0: Wow. Okay, Gratiela22, just a super sticker. Thank you. Okay, LJ, uh, resuit if current clients clients stay okay, maybe you could show Scientology acts lost potential. Beyonce's beehive are fans who defend her from Twitter attacks, etc. Ah, I see. Oh, that's why it's called a beehive. Oh, my goodness. I am not good with some of this current. Uh, I do not. I'm not on Twitter or the Internet long enough to know any of this stuff. I know um,
1: someone, someone, Sarah, Sarah Evanson, said yeah. me something the other day and said, oh, rocking the zaddy look. and I'm like, <laughs> huh. what?
0: What? Yeah, i have no clue i know you know they have that thing that's cap no cap you know all that stuff you're <laughs> yeah. just like what cap no cap like um no it's got a screw cap no that's not a cap i'm like oh my goodness um i don't know james uh mike question if you were able mike question for you if able oh what's it like having a bobble amazing Awesome. Okay, good. Amazing. Uh, you know, when I it's had very the- very
1: cool because people people send me stuff about it all the time.
0: You know, it was very weird because Scientology, if you guys don't know the story of the bobblehead, Scientology made a bobblehead of Mike, just one. And they made a video of it. And it was essentially um, joking, making a joke of Mike. And as soon as I saw it, I thought, and it wasn't that great. It wasn't really a good bobble. And he also was wearing a weird sweater. And I've never seen Mike wear a weird sweater. So I was sort of like, this is so good. And I said, listen, Mike, could I make, would you mind if I made a real good bobblehead? And... And I was like, I hope he says okay. And then as soon as he did, ever since, you know, we've sold thousands. Um, Timothy says, I wasn't aware of the abuses until Mark's coast-to-coast interview in 2009. I bought BFG right after, and then every other whistleblower book released before and after. Thanks, Mark and Mike, Jefferson, and anyone else here. Thank you, you. Timothy. And that's true. There was a lot of people that uh, heard about Scientology on that. R.R. Smith, I will try to send you AI Mike Render saves the world tomorrow. <laughs> okay. Um people are doing these AI things. I who, know. Who recruited TC? Um Mimi. what's her face? Mimi Rogers, another actress. His, wife. his first wife.
1: And daughter of a very very prominent scientologist in
0: the Bay Area. Who was eventually Still- who is eventually declared a suppressive person, right? Exactly. Yes. <laughs> Which is like Tom Cruise. They're asking Tom Cruise, have you ever met an, SP? an SP? Well, besides my father-in-law, <laughs> this guy I audited at Golden Era Productions, um, some of my staff that used to work for me, my wives, my children. Yeah, he's met all the SPs. He might even be the epicenter of SP production. <laughs> Holy moly. Naomi Hales. We're on the last three, guys. No, Naomi Hales. Um, Mike's book was the best walk into the cognitive dissonance. It takes a long time to get in deep and hard to climb out. It's true. true 30 through 32 years. That's a lot of that's a lot of digging and a lot of climbing. Derry Perry Lux. Y'all inspire us. I've learned so much from all of you. And Aaron is an inspiration too. I go between the three channels and I'm finding more out there through the three of you. And you are all so funny and just plain fun. Thank you. We Thank try. You, you got to, you can't, if we just were like, yeah, then in 77, I went to the RPF for five. If you, if we, it would just, nobody would want to hear about any of that. last one. James I don't know James wow this dude cut off or not I appreciate your candid attitude I really appreciate it thank, thank you, so you much. James we really appreciate it too if you guys haven't um, if you guys haven't got Mike's book you can get it you can get it from Amazon you can get it from um, I'm trying to get this comment off there there we go you can get it from Amazon uh, Kindle. Uh, is it on Kindle It's on Kindle. It's the yeah, paperback. Yeah. That's not out yet. Right? Yes. So yeah. hardback.
1: It's kind- paperback in the non U S areas and it's hardback Kindle and ebook
0: here. Okay, good. So any of those, we'll put links in the description of this video. If you want a signed copy of Mike's book, you can go to, is it Mike Rinder? What's the name of your Mike
1: Rinder's blog.org.
0: Mike Rinder's org. If you want a signed copy of my book, you can go to blownforgood.com. I don't make a lot of money off YouTube because we curse and we talk about very sensitive subjects on a lot of these videos. And so YouTube just demonetizes half these videos. But um, we do, we do, I do sell the books. So if you want to uh, support the cause, Buy a book. I don't care if you buy it from my website or you get it from Amazon or Kindle or whatever. But if you want a signed copy, um, we're making history, folks. I'm telling you, I think we are making some history here. And if you want a piece of history, Mike's book or my book or uh, SP Bracelet or Bobblehead or any of this nonsense that we're slinging, um, go to our websites, go in the description below. Another thing I'm going to do, um, I talked to somebody who today who had a, a TV show with Mike. Um I don't want to drop any names on on the on the interview but um she, she was like why isn't my book on your podcast list I was like oops I forgot to put your book on there so I'm going to make a list of everyone who's got a book Jeff Hawkins Amy Scoby Chris Shelton uh, Nancy Maney, anybody who's got a Scientology book, I'm just going to make a, uh, like a full thorough list. And then I'll probably put that up on my website when it gets done. And then I'm just going to tell people use that list and just use that list and copy it to your site and my site and this site. So everybody, so nobody gets left out. Nobody gets forgotten, especially that, that broad from Hollywood who has got had a TV show and all that nonsense. Anyway, uh, thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you, Mike, for sticking in there so long. I know it's late there in um Florida. Um Florida. We're gonna uh I'm a Florida, man. Yeah, we're not dead yet, Scientology, Osa. <laughs> you guys me- as Aaron says, you done messed up. Okay. Uh we are re-energized and revitalized and uh, it sounds like uh, the people on the YouTube are excited about the project, too. So yep. we're coming for you. Um, leave now while you get a chance. Um, the Aftermath
1: ter- Foundation can help
0: you. The Aftermath Foundation will help you. We'll get you set up in a place to live, a job, whatever you need. We'll we'll figure it out. Um, and you don't have to get yelled at. And uh, you can go to the movies, you can sleep at night, you can eat. I mean, I've been eating full time since 2005. I don't know if you guys noticed that. There wasn't no skinny guy laying on Hollywood Boulevard. He was pretty plump. Okay. Um, anyway, thank you guys for tuning in. Thanks for everybody who stayed to the very end. I don't have that little girl that plays the, uh, the guitar, but I do have a rocket outro.